Hello, and welcome to Health and Fitness Redefined. I am your host, Anthony Amen. Join me today as we take a dive into the world of health and fitness, where we learn how to overcome adversity, depict fact versus fiction, and see health and fitness in a whole new light. Today, folks, we have a very exciting guest, Amy. Amy, welcome to the show. Doing awesome. For those that don't know, I've actually known Amy for quite a few years right now, so I'm super excited to do this episode. She has been a big part of the Redefined Fitness family, and I don't want to spoil too much, but why don't you give us a little bit of background about what you do, where you've come from, and what does the world want to know about Amy? Well, I guess you could kind of say I'm a late bloomer. Um, when I was young, all I wanted was to be a mom. Um, so when my husband and I got married, we adopted our children. And, you know, I stayed home with them for the first three years of their life. And I decided that I, I needed more than that. Um, but I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do. So I spoke to my husband about it. And he said, you know what? You've been through the adoption process. I know how much it meant to you. Why don't you go back to school and become a social worker? And so at the age of, I guess I was 30 at that point, maybe a little bit older, I went back to school and got my master's degree in social work um, and worked in, in the adoption community for a long time. Um, helping people form their families through adoption. Um, weight was also something that I had always struggled with um, through my, my whole life. Um, and, you know, it would, I had gastric lap band surgery um, in my 20s, which definitely helped. Um, but then there were some complications with that. And in 2018, I had gastric bypass surgery. Um, which right before that is when I actually met Anthony and started training with him. Um, so he kind of saw me through that whole process and I've lost total now, I guess, about 120 pounds. Um, and just going through that whole process has been what's led me to want to help people not only um, in their mental health journey, but also in their physical health journey. Um, and with Anthony's encouragement, I have gotten my personal training certification. And now I'm able to help people through both aspects of their lives, mentally and, and physically. Kind of gives you that nice combination of mental and physical, which a lot of people miss. And I don't know, I know a lot of people listening to this who are trainers can honestly say, sometimes you feel like a therapist. <laughs> you always hear people's life stories and you're like, oh, it's like working at a hair salon. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think I've said that to you at some point. <laughs> so let's talk about your past a little bit. I know you mentioned when you were in your 20s, you had some kind of lap band. What was lap band surgery? What was that like? What prompted you to kind of pursue that in your 20s where you said, you know what, enough is enough. Let me take some kind of action. Right. I had, I felt like I had tried everything. I had tried 
you know, obviously diet and exercise on my own, tried Weight Watchers, tried, you know, all different kinds of programs um, with very little success. Um, and my husband actually had the lap band surgery, um, I guess the year before me. And his motivation was we had our children and um, he wanted to be around for them. He wanted to be able to play with them and be active with them. And I saw how well it worked for him. And so that's what kind of led me to, to do it. And like I said, you know, we both had it. We both were really successful on it. I'm not gonna say we weren't, but then there were some complications um, down the road. So we decided to have the band removed and have a gastric bypass. Yeah, and I remember you going through the bypass. This is a few years removed from the band, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. We started off training, and I remember you telling me that your goals were just kind of, you really need to prep yourself, you really need to start building muscle before you go ahead and right. get and the I, bypass. I definitely think that us training and us working before that helped me in the recovery process, absolutely. What was the mental challenges and struggles you went through prior going into the bypass, and then afterwards, did you feel that you had to overcome some habits that maybe were killing your health, where the bypass surgery might have been that little booster to, hey, maybe I should stop doing this, maybe I should change this. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, absolutely. It kind of forces you to, to eat healthier and be more aware of what you're eating and how much you're eating. Um, and so, you know, it, not that it takes away those bad habits or those cravings, but it absolutely makes it easier for sure. I've always thought of it as, you know what? I literally had someone cut me open. I'm not screwing up anymore. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, I think that's how you have to think about it. You know, I've gone this far, you know, so yeah. And you've seen all the struggles with I know you do social work and that's mm -hmm. been the way you kind of started everything. Mm -hmm. So talk to us a little bit about clients that obviously without mentioning any names, but <laughs> we want to know, I'm sure a lot of them struggle with weight loss. That's a, probably a big component of how it affects your mental health. So what kind of correlations have you seen with mental and physical health being a social worker? I think the biggest correlation between mental and and physical health is stress related. Um, I think when you're going through stress and, and anxiety, food can be very much a comfort to people. So they, they wanna eat, they wanna feel that comfort. Um, so it's very easy for that to get out of control. Um, what I'm trying to do now is to have exercise be that that comfort you know as a way of, of stress relief yeah which is people are going to think I'm ridiculous but my comfort food is carrots and peanut butter <laughs> <laughs> literally had a jar of peanut butter and a stack of carrots and I'm just dipping it and I got it all over my hands and my fiance is <laughs> kind of looking at me like you're crazy <laughs> but that's yeah. me <laughs> 
everybody has their their own thing, right? So it's it's about finding something that's healthy, a healthy coping strategy that works. How do you switch someone's coping strategy? Because it's got to be difficult. We're so set in our habits. We're so locked into this is the way I do things. We're so programmed where we do a habit, we get a stimulus, we get a reward, which is the habit cycle. How do you change somebody's habit cycle? Because I can tell you from the physical aspect, it's very hard. yourself stressed or anxious or you know you know you're going through something that you get to the point where you're almost subconsciously able to do this strategy in order to help yourself feel better yeah and I'm sure that you can kind of relate to yourself so I'm sure you went to the same boat and you were probably practicing social work on yourself without even realizing it (laughs) (laughs) so what kind of Talk to us about you because then we can kind of relate from those listening. What kind of coping strategies did you have to put yourself through to help overcome your own weight problems to really focus now to change your mindset to, hey, let me not only start working out, let me become a trainer and help other people. Right. Well, I mean, I think you were a big part of that, actually. I, I Thank you. You <laughs> probably attest that, especially when I first started working out, I did not like it. No one does. (laughs) It wasn't something that I enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed the way I felt after. And I still enjoy the way I feel after. And that's, you know, by doing it enough and remembering how you feel after is is what gets you to that point. So it's all that dopamine and serotonin, the feel-good hormones in our brain that are going ding, 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 ding. They get all fired up after an exercise and you're just like, whew, I feel pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And it takes a while. It It does. You know, any habit, to change any habit takes takes time. So I'm going to ask you as a social worker Mm -hmm. because I want to know your professional opinion on this as opposed to just general knowledge. I've always learned 90 days to break a habit. True or false? Oh, I think that's absolutely true. You think it's 90 days? I mean, I can't say that on the 90-day mark that your yeah. habit is going to be changed, but I think it takes at least that long. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely takes a while. I've always, I guess it depends on more of an individual yeah. response. Yeah, and what the habit is and, you know, how hard it is to change. Yeah, so let's bring it back to the therapy side of it. You're working with the client, you get to first meet them, you're learning about all... A, B, C, D, E, their mental health. Mm-hmm. How do you start with somebody? They have all these problems saying, Amy, you know, I got A through Z wrong with me. Right. How would you break down that person's, like, the priorities of each one? And how do you slowly start changing their life for the better? What's something that you generally focus on? Well, I mean, I think if you're listing A, B, C, D, E problems, it can become very overwhelming. So, obviously, you have to start with what's most serious first. How do you determine that? Depends on what the problems are. You know, I mean, obviously, if it's health-related or somebody is in serious crisis where, you know, they're having suicidal thoughts or, you know, something that you have to address those type of things first. 
compartmentalize it and work on as much as you can individually and focus on one thing at a time. Take it a day at a time mm -hmm. kind of scenario. Mm -hmm. So I, I know for this side of it, because I'm trying to think about training as far as therapy and trying to put it hand in hand. Mm -hmm. So for us, when a new client comes in, I'm not having that client say, hey, you're gonna walk 30,000 steps, you're gonna do a mile on the treadmill, you're gonna work out four days a week, you're gonna eat healthy, that's not happening. Everyone's gonna look at me like I'm crazy and walk the hell out the door. Exactly, <laughs> it's too overwhelming. It's too overwhelming. So step one, write down what you eat. Mm -hmm. That's it, don't change anything else, record what you eat. One thing a day. So you have someone that's coming in with weight problems. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that's a big thing we're talking about over coping right. with eating too much. Right. How do you get them to realize that, like realize that that's their stress response and then change it? Well, so like you said, start writing things down. I think that has to be the first step. <clears throat> but what also I do is in conjunction with that, work on what what the root of that is, what the root of the, because generally it's not just because you like food so much. That's not usually. I do like food so much. <laughs> but I'm saying that's generally not why people are overweight. Yes, true. Usually there is something else going on there that's causing them. Yeah, I've always, and I'm sure you can attest, there's a difference between gaining 15, 20 pounds, which could just be, life, you have kids, whatever it is, to gaining 100, 150 pounds. Where in my eyes, the people that are gaining that much weight usually have something going on mentally. Right, I mean, even the people who gain 15, 20 pounds, very often it is something going on mentally or emotionally. It's a big change in their life. It's, you know, a big stress that's going on, something from their past that's, you know, they haven't been able to work through and resolve you know, it could be a lot of things. Yeah, I love that. So how are we gonna blend it? You became a trainer. I know I pushed you to go get NASM certified, which is my biggest, it's my favorite certification for those of you that are ever interested. It's awesome, it's the hardest from what I heard, but it's awesome. Yeah, all anatomy, physiology, and mm -hmm. big go-to. Even if you just wanna learn basic physiology and anatomy, it's worth taking a look at. So I, you become a trainer, and we're we're trying to work out. She just got certified, by the way. So I'm gonna give her a little round of applause. Thank you. What was the date? It was a month ago. Um, what was it? June 12th. June 12th. I think. So we're gonna be about two months. That's awesome. No, a month. Oh. Two months from after this gets released. <laughs> so you're doing this, and now we're trying to try to bring this all together because. I know we were talking originally when we went to open Redefined Fitness, we wanted to try, especially weight loss programs. We knew from day one right. that weight's very similar to behavioral health. That was something that, like, this is definitely the case, but we know that because we're heavily involved in both fields. Mm -hmm. Someone from an outside perspective doesn't see it. They don't think that they're related. Whereas right. for us, it's like, Right. <laughs> so now we're sitting here talking we're trying to come up with ways to help people and show them that they're connected and i know you had a really good idea about really combining this stress-related 
aspect and bring it all back into exercise. So talk to us a little bit about what your plan is to kind of blend these programs together and how going forward we should change the industry. So I do want to, and we're working on creating a program um, to combine mental health, life coaching, stress relief, stress management um, through exercise. And I'm actually also a yoga trainer, um, a yoga instructor. So combining you're like the stress queen. <laughs> <laughs> different yoga postures, different exercises, different workouts, along with um, different behavioral techniques in order to manage stress and anxiety. Um, so I am working on creating this, this Facebook group to be able to reach out to these people who need this and provide them with stress relief tools, both behaviorally as well as physically through, through workout, through yoga, you know, and be able to help them through both aspects. Yeah, and I think it's a great way because something we've realized for both of us is people do better in groups. Because mm -hmm. they have the support of, of each other. Yeah, I know a biggest thing for us is we always tell our clients to get the spouse involved mm -hmm. because you can come work out four or five days a week with us and try to work your butt up. But if your spouse is bringing in McDonald's every day, cause that's what exactly. they want and they're putting the bad food in the house, it makes it way harder for you to right. lose the weight. And you know, I called my husband down on it. So he's going to be starting to come. Oh, she did <laughs> <laughs> right in front of everybody. <laughs> um, but yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And a lot of times, you know, if you're married, and thankfully my husband is very supportive, and you know we've been on this journey together um, for our whole marriage. Actually, we'll be married 23 years in September. Um, Congrats! Thank you. So you know it's something that we've gone through together since we were we were kids. Um, you know we had our our lap band surgeries. I guess about a year apart. We had our gastric bypass surgeries two weeks apart. Which was challenging. A couple but. that goes through surgery together stays together. <laughs> um, but, you know, he's always been very supportive of me and, you know, my journey. And we've been supportive of, of each other. Um, but there are a lot of couples out there who can somehow feel threatened um, if one or the other of them is becoming healthy or losing weight or, you know, growing in this in this journey um so unconsciously they may sabotage it by bringing in mcdonald's or or chips or you know yeah. other stuff that may not be so good for them so where do you see this going in the future what's your plans you're working on this group what's your ultimate goal for blending both of your fields together where is this going amy i mean i just want it to be an overall health wellness opportunity for people um, you know I want people to have access to to mental health as well as physical health and different opportunities to develop these healthy coping strategies um, and I don't think that there's a whole lot out there for that right now that combine mental and physical health there's not <laughs> They put it on their trainers who have totally not qualified. <laughs> right. So, you know, that's, that's what I want to do. 
you know, that's my goal, you know, so. I absolutely love that. And what kind of advice can you give all of our listeners? Is like sum everything up together and you have elevator pitch to talk to somebody. What kind of advice are you helping them to move forward and how can you get them going? Well, my first piece of advice would be, you know, generally exercise can be a really good way to, to manage stress, but you have to find what works for you. You know, originally for me, before we even met, it was yoga. You know, I, I needed something when I had my, my lap band surgery, some way of being able to move and to be active. Um, and my kids were actually at a birthday party and I at a gymnastic studio locally. And I saw a sign for somebody who was starting up yoga classes. And so I started doing it. The person who was running the classes at the time encouraged me to get my yoga teacher trained. And I did, and so I taught yoga for a long time. Um, and that was what I fell in love with in terms of exercise and movement. And I know you and I have talked about how people either love yoga or love strength training. Very oh, few it's people polar opposites. Love both. <laughs> and I'm one of those one in a million that actually love both, and I do combine yoga and and strength training and exercise and yoga is my my warm-up and you know even with my one client that I have now um you know it's I do incorporate yoga postures into our training um because it is a good warm-up it is good strength training you know there's a lot of not only mental benefit to it but physical benefit it as well absolutely i do some yoga poses for my clients and i just don't tell them the yoga poses <laughs> well thankfully my <laughs> client does has done yoga in the past and he's very into it so that's awesome and how can someone find you how would they be able to get more <laughs> so, info from amy i am on instagram as amy markowitz lcswcpt um, that's a handful i'm gonna put I, that link in the show notes <laughs> and And you can always call Redefine Fitness. She is here. The number is 631-743-9906. I'm also going to make one more recommendation. Since we did mention, we were talking about habits, a really good book I'm almost done with. It's amazing. I can't seem to put it down. The Power of Habit. Have you ever read that book? No. Pick it up. Okay. It came out, I think, believe in the 90s, 2000s. I'm going to put the link in the show notes, but Wow. It nails everything right in the head. You're just like, whoa, look at this. <laughs> you learn so much about why people do things the way they do. And then you can kind of analyze your own habits. And learning it helps you see your life differently. Yeah, that's very Because you're realizing, oh, look what I'm doing. I'm following this. Right. We don't always see our habits as bad habits when we're, when we're in the middle of them. Yeah. Ain't that the truth. <laughs> well... Thank you guys for joining us on this week's episode of Health and Fitness Redefined. Don't forget to subscribe to our show and join us next week as we dive deeper into this ever-changing field. And remember, 
fitness is a journey, not a destination. See you next. Thank you so much for coming on, Amy.